This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the Wonder Woman in our midst. Wondering Woman on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora and welcome back to another beautiful show of Wandering Women. Today we have myself, Kauhirangi Dalami, as our host and my beautiful friend, uh, Dee. So I'm going to pass it on to Dee to just let her explain a little bit about herself. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, so my name is Dee. I am a Canadian-born Kiwi. I grew up in Vancouver, uh, Canada. And I moved here about seven or eight years ago um, just for study. I did a kinesiology degree and now I'm in my last year of physiotherapy. And I dance. That is awesome. So I would like to take it back to where you're from. Yeah, cool. So why did you move here? So my parents are both, uh, they were born and raised in New Zealand, both in Canterbury. And they moved first to Salinas, California. Uh, Dad got a job interview and got the job and they had my sister and then they moved to Vancouver. And yeah, so all the rest of my family is still in New Zealand um, other than my parents and my sister and I just never got to know them. I never got um, to really understand where I came from or um, any of my whakapapa. So yeah, I thought why not use the opportunity of studying to come and learn a bit more about my heritage. That is awesome. And how has that journey been so far? It's been good. It's uh, been eye-opening. I've had a... My family is a unique family. I love them so dearly. <laughs> as, as we do. Oh, yeah. We have to. <laughs> we have to. That is so true. But we all have our own unique traits in our families. Yes, for sure. Uh, so, no, it's been great. It's been really awesome to get to know everyone a lot better and be able to have those connections that I never had as a child. So, yeah. So, where are you from in New Zealand? Are you... Um, most of my family's in Christchurch. Oh, cool. That's yep. not too far then from no, Dunedin. that was the plan. It was close enough that I could go see everybody if I wanted to, yes. but not too close. So Did I, they all up in your business? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so do you often go travel over to Christchurch to go see them? Yeah, I did in the first few years uh, quite a bit. And then kind of since COVID mm. hit, it's been probably only once or twice a year I'll go up just because oh, it's been so busy with trying to manage life and then been worrying about getting my grandparents sick or passing yeah. that along so yeah it's been it's a bit limited at the moment but yeah we make can do. definitely tell that and we mm-hmm. do make do yeah we do mm-hmm. and it's also nice because you've been in Dunedin for a while so you do have a family away from family you know oh, that absolutely. family that you kind of build yourself for yourself yeah you know yeah and absolutely. people that you can trust yeah and that's beautiful oh 100 percent. it's such a beautiful family here so you came over and you studied kine- kinesiology. Kinesiology. Um, for those who don't know, because I definitely know what that is, but are you <laughs> able course. to explain a little bit on um, that subject, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's more of a North American term, uh, but it is uh, basically movement of the body, analysis of biomechanics, um, sport and exercise science, to really break it down, basically. I like the first example. It really pulled me in. I was interested. Oh, I was intrigued. Thank you. What got you into studying that subject? Uh, I've always been really interested in the human body and just the way it moves. I had a lot of injuries growing up as a kid, um, sports and dance and everything. So being able to understand how the body moves and why it moves a certain way, just it really drew me in. 
And what would you like to do with this study under your belt? With this degree, sorry, under your belt? Um, it's helped a lot with physiotherapy. Uh, it, I think it was a great segue into it. Uh, just being able to know how the body typically moves and then being able to apply that in my physio degree has been really helpful. And it just helps uh, in sports and my own personal experiences, being able to carry that on and notice when my body doesn't quite feel right because I've become very in touch with how my body generally feels. That is amazing. And I also feel like that's something that we all need to be more aware of Mm. and actually start doing more research into our own body through exercise, through Mm -hmm. practicing, you know, what works for us, what doesn't, why doesn't this work for us? Because I did listen, I was listening to a podcast this morning, um, David Goggins, Mm. love him, absolutely love him. But he was saying that sometimes when you have an injury or, you know, a knick-knack on your ligaments or part of your body, say uh, your knee, Mm -hmm. um, it's not actually the knee that's hurting, there's a different part of your body Mm -hmm. or maybe unconsciously some part of your childhood that's hurting Mm -hmm. and therefore your knee is affected. Yeah, so They have nothing to do with each other, you know, um, looking outside of it all. But Mm -hmm. when you think about it and you think about how everything is connected, Mm -hmm. it's just so amazing and I really want to learn more about that for my own body and my own, however my own brain works. But it's that's a big journey on itself, and it's a lot of work. Absolutely. It and absolutely is. Yeah, once you think you've understood it, or you're like, yes, I got it, yeah. you don't. No, it's gone. Yeah, it's like you <laughs> it's a new thing. get to the top of a mountain, but it's the bottom of the next mountain. Yeah. Just exactly. Climb, and it's exactly. just continuous and continuous. Yeah. But I just think that that's so amazing, and I'm so excited for myself <laughs> to do this work. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I've taken... I've started taking into my practice with my physiotherapy patients is the kind of more holistic approach Mm. of how the body and the mind actually work together and how they are interconnected because a lot of people don't actually um, they don't use the full body as a guide they kind of focus on that one area and you you really have to look beyond that and it's just so cool being able to um, get more experience in that and, yeah. and hearing you talk about that that's so awesome it excites me yay like so many different things excite me and then I may forget about it and then go on to the next thing that yeah. excites me but hey, it excited you once <laughs> it did but I am really interested in it and a lot of people do you know so many people also don't think about it and therefore they don't worry about it. they don't do any mm. research on it unless it affects them unless they mm. have an injury mm-hmm. so then they need to learn okay what can I do to help my knee get better yeah but they still won't think about any other part of their body, only that part that isn't working for them anymore. Yeah. Which I think is something that we all need to work on as well, is being more looking at the big picture yep. kind of way of thinking yep. about it all. Yeah, and it can be really difficult to do that. I mean, your ankle or your knee hurts. Yeah. You think about that pain, you don't think about what else it could be until you're given the opportunity to kind of look a bit more broad and, and actually be able to focus yeah. on the entire picture. Or if somebody actually tries to explain that to you, mm. like without them giving you a picture of what's going on, you would never have even thought that way. Because mm-hmm. you know you're so used to thinking how you think mm. um, that you don't think a different way of how it might be. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. There was, a, in my last placement I had, there was a gentleman, uh, Dr. Matt Richardson, who I did some work with out at Wakari Hospital. And he is currently doing a clinical trial, uh, a couple actually, um, based around somatic um, 
symptoms and psychogenic seizures and how those are actually related to the mind. And um, it's our subconscious that is actually playing into why we're having these because your body thinks that there's something wrong. So you end up having these very real symptoms coming and presenting in your body. Um, And some people are having seizures and there's actually no physiological problem going on. It's it's essentially all psychological. Um, The body believes that there is something wrong, so it creates a problem. Um, So being able to look into that and actually understand your body and being able to understand where it's going and what it's doing and how the mind actually impacts the physical, I think it's something everybody should learn. So just going back, um, you did talk about um, the holistic view. And so I myself personally only heard the word holistic a few years ago. Mm. Uh, so would you be able to explain or dive deeper into um, that? Yeah, so I think everybody has a slightly different take on it. So I'm talking from my own personal take. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that's okay with everybody. Uh, but the way I view holistic is kind of like an umbrella of being able to look at Uh, say you're looking at a person, you're looking at not only the physical person, but their mental health, their fano, their um, psychosocial factors, Mm -hmm. who their friends are, kind of that whole, it's more encompassing the entire being and the the entire aspect of them, not just the one, if that makes sense. No, I totally understand that. So it's similar to, have you heard of um, Te Whare Tapawha? Yes. So a holistic view is kind of a view on all of those areas mm-hmm. as one. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love do that model. view that everyone does have their own personal view on what a holistic view means to them, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely fine. Everyone is able to have their own different opinions and views on things that matter to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then talking about that as well, so going back to your conversation with Dr. Matt and the clinical trials that you've done, I'm saying that your mind tells your body that there's something wrong, therefore your body creates mm-hmm. um, that. That also reminds me of trials that they've done as well, um, giving, I forget the word, fake... Placebo? Placebo, yes. yes. Yeah, so that's um, where the idea comes from. Yeah, awesome, because that's so true, though. When mm-hmm. you think that you've been given something, you act a certain way. Yep. There's just like alcohol as well. You know, sometimes some people trick people saying, you know, this is filled with mm-hmm. alcohol, has what da 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 percentage yep. in it. Um, even though it had zero and yeah but people will drink it thinking it is and they will act like Mm -hmm. they just consumed um, that alcohol but it's totally your mind and that's with everything yeah with sports yeah you know your mind is one of the strongest muscles that I believe you have in your entire body Mm -hmm. absolutely that's a great way to think about it yeah so the way it uh he kind of explains it, is as this, they call it the nocebo effect. So placebo is you believe you're going to get better, so you get better, Mm -hmm. or you believe it's going to work and it works. Nocebo is essentially the opposite. So you think you're sick, so you get sick, or you don't think um, a pill is going to work, so, or uh, take the vaccination. Uh, You think you're going to get side effects from it. Uh, You're going to get headaches or nausea or a cough or whatever the side effects are. So you then do get it. Um, and there have been studies that have looked at the difference between the people who think they're going to get a headache, even though they got a saline injection, so essentially nothing unusual going into the body, yes. versus people who are getting the actual vaccination. And the difference between them was only like 
10% or something like that. Um, so only 10% of people yeah. actually have true side effects from the vaccination, the vaccination. rather than... Because um, it seems so much rather higher. the belief of people that yeah. so many more people yeah. get these side effects from it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I can definitely agree on that. Sometimes I think that there's something wrong with a particular part of my body. Mm. But then I have to stop and tell myself, do I, like, is there something actually wrong or am mm. I just overthinking it mm-hmm. because that thought has come and so now my ma- mind is just staying on that one fact. Yeah. And I always have to constantly pause and come into the moment and mm-hmm. actually see what's going on. Yeah. Because so many times you're just going so busy that it just goes. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. I mean, if you think about... So when someone uh, mentions head lice, you start scratching your own head, you know? It just, mm. your body creates things sometimes. Um, yeah. Or COVID's a really common one. Um, when you find out you're close co- contact, all of a sudden your, your throat starts to yes, get scratchy. Exactly. You, you feel the need to cough and it's like, oh, is this actually? Or And then you start thinking, I thought I had a headache. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is a headache. It's because I was close to them. <laughs> and then you just build on that and it exactly. builds and builds. But exactly. you never had a headache. So no, just drink more water. Just drink more water. Oh, okay, cool. So let's carry on through yep. the life of Dee. What got you into dancing? What really started that journey for you? Wow, that's taking me back. Uh, so I didn't start dancing until a bit later in life. I was probably about 12, uh, which for a dancer is, is quite late. Um, but I had, I was playing um, called ringette, but it's very similar to ice hockey. Um, and I was playing that quite competitively. And one of my friends in that, she was a beautiful dancer. And so her and I kind of after practice or in between games, we would make up dance routines and it was fantastic. And then I started to young children do. Yeah, Yeah. yes, they do. And I started to really like it. And then I had another friend through school who started to go to dance and invited me to come along. And I went to a hip-hop class, and I was so incredibly uncoordinated and (laughs) awkward and lanky. But I loved it. And then I just dived straight into it. And the next year, I signed up for all the genres. And all of a sudden, I was um, being asked to join the performing company and mm. compete in competitions and do solos and so was this back home That's yeah this is all back home okay cool yeah and yeah it just kind of spiraled and ended up going kind of around canada uh america europe um into asia as well to perform and it's just become my my love oh and so how has that been during covid it's it's kind of incredible because it's one of those things where sometimes you don't need a big <gasps> space you can dance in your living room or your kitchen and you can just have a boogie and it's not always it's definitely not as great as being in the studio you can still move your body and you can still connect to the music and so it was it was still something I was able to practice during COVID but since being kind of a bit more out of COVID or being able to go back into the studio I guess it's it's just been amazing I, I love being able to go and express myself and it's the one thing that I go in there and the rest of the world just kind of fades away. And it's it's my therapy. It's my favourite form of therapy, for sure. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I do believe that we all do need to have our own form of therapy mm. that helps us when things get tough or when things get really good. Yeah. Because when you're really happy, sometimes you make really silly decisions. Mm-hmm. And so having that 
form to be able to express yourself all, the, all of their energy, like too much energy, yeah. maybe dissipate a little bit so you can be like level-headed again. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But that's amazing. I so love that for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And so are there any competitions coming so, up in the future? Not for myself. Um, I am still performing. I'm currently dancing at the Highlander Games and the um, Basketball Nugget Games, yes. uh, MBL. But I am actually adjudicating for a dance competition um, whew, in about three weeks now, I think it's coming up. That is which so is cool. Which is really exciting. Yeah. That is so exciting. So who's performing? So there are over 500 dancers coming down from around New Zealand uh, coming to perform. So it's going to be a big mix. Um, and that's happening in Dunedin? Yeah, so it's out in Marsgill. It's the D-Packs. I can't think of the actual name now. Dance performing. It's D-Packs. We're going to go with D-Packs. That's absolutely fine. That's what it is? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, there's over 500 dancers coming down from kind of all around the country, and it's going to be pretty incredible to see all this young talent and just people being able to express their love of the sport. I'm so excited. In one place. Yeah. That's always good. And also, competition is always a healthy way to push yourself mm-hmm. to see how far you can go and how bad you want it. Yeah. You know, and I always love to see healthy competition. Yeah. And to see people flourish. Yeah, absolutely. That's so amazing. It's going to be very interesting being on the other side of it. Yeah. Having to give uh, a bit more critical feedback because I just love to be proud of everybody and yes. cheer everybody on and I'll be doing that internally but I'm definitely going to have to uh, switch on a little switch on yep. <laughs> and be switched on not get so what's the word amazed by the performance that you kind of zone out yeah. on your job and yeah, you just exactly. focus on all the beautiful dancers you're just like oh dang it I forgot yeah so it's it's kind of great because they're giving me a writer so as the performance is happening I can just speak and say what I'm thinking and, and they get to deal with all the right. That's so cool. Which is amazing. It makes things so much easier. So, so you don't have yeah. to kind of like focus on that and then write down, but mm-hmm. still. And then miss things. Focusing, and yeah. then miss things as well, yeah. And then you're still also able to watch them dance mm-hmm. and not just be critiquing, critiquing. Yeah, exactly. That is so nice. Yeah. Do you um, have a particular faith that you follow? Um, or religion? My grandparents were, are, sorry, they're absolutely still here. <laughs> um Catholic, uh, and that was something I think I practiced a bit more as a child mm-hmm. um, growing up. But things, it it wasn't a big area um, of practice in my family, yep. and I don't, I wouldn't say I, I necessarily follow a religion now. I have my own beliefs um, yep. and my own spirituality, but in terms of religion, that's not something I necessarily would say I. I practice. Yeah. And would you be able to explain your own uh, personal beliefs that you have? Yeah. So I did a um, paper with Anne-Marie at the university, um, kind of around Maori beliefs, and I took a lot of what they had to say into my own. Um, yep. So I believe a lot of Papa um, and the connection we have to a whanua and how that connection uh, grows and is kind of inherited down the line and, and how being able to go back to nature and connect with nature and, and have that kind of Mother Earth human connection going on. Yep. That's just something I think is so powerful um, and something I, 
I know I always feel better when I am able to go outside and and actually be in nature and be able to connect with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I would say. I do believe there is um, a higher being, whether that is our ancestors up there, whether that is a god. Um, I'm not too sure, but I do believe that there is a higher being other than us and that I like to believe that there's something watching over us and and um, kind of keeping their, their eye on us, making sure we're doing okay. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, I definitely believe that I have people that look after me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, and also going back to the connection with the whenua, you know, um, and when you were talking about it, I was sitting here imagining it and I could just feel all of the energy mm-hmm. that I usually feel when I am amongst our land, you know, especially um, with my shoes off mm-hmm. and being present, focusing on that which um, the reason for why I'm there. Mm-hmm. And I could just feel it. And it, it's a, a feeling that if you haven't done it, if you don't, you know, know or understand what it is that we are discussing, you won't feel it. Mm-hmm. But I did and I loved it. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Um, I believe that there is a higher being, mm. um, whether that be a god or a supreme entity. Mm. Um, I believe in the Māori gods uh, and quarter around that as well. My faith and religion and beliefs, they're all different, mm-hmm. but they all are based around who I am yeah. and the work and the journey that I'm on. And since I was younger, it has definitely changed, but I feel like that is the points of growing up and learning and yeah. growing in, yeah. in general. You know, you find new parts of yourself, you find new things to believe in, to mm-hmm. follow. Um, and sometimes I forget that there's so many beautiful things in life um, to wake up to. And there's so many new things that I don't know now that I will learn maybe tomorrow or five years that yeah. I'm going to be so amazed by and just give me another reason um, why life is a beautiful part of living. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I feel like going home now. <laughs> going back to my land. I'm going to go back to the beach. <laughs> going to go connect oh. with the ocean. Yes, and it's cold. I know. It's so cold. It's but so cold. That is one thing I love about the water. So where we are here, I can yes. go to the beach, St. Clair, St. Kilda, wherever, and I feel like I'm not that far away from my parents or my sister in Canada yeah. because it's the same ocean. Oh. And it's it's bizarre. But as soon as I go there, I feel so much more connected to them. I just feel like I just feel like they're hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah. And it's oh, I just think it's so cool how, how connected we can be with nature, which then connects us to our people. And to each other. Yeah. Are we all connected? I believe oh. that heavily. Absolutely. Heavily. And I can go into a discussion, a big discussion, and dive deep into it, or I can just hit the surface. Mm. But I definitely believe that. And it's just the same as, you know, wherever you are, if there's a special person that you're missing, you could both, you know, at night time, put your thumb up to the moon and it'll always be the same yes. size. Yes. You know, and that could be a way that you can feel connected to that person. Yeah. Just small things like that. Absolutely. Just like yours with the ocean. I never thought about that. Mm. I know that, you know, there's a couple Water. of oceans <laughs> in the entire world. Just a couple um, That connects us all. Geography is not my friend. And I, I need to and that's better myself. And I will. Yeah, yeah you will. Yes, I will. I believe in that. <laughs> hey, but 
I think being aware of the things that you need to work on is just as important as anything else. I feel like that's super important. Mm. And that's just the first step, and it's the hardest step, yep. is being aware of it. And then the second step is doing the work. Yep. And I don't think that's as hard as being aware of it. No, because yeah. if you don't know what you need to know, how are you going to be able to work on what you need to know? Yeah. If you don't know cool. what you don't know, then you don't know. <laughs> you really don't know. <laughs> okay, so we're coming to the end of our show, um, and I just have one question that I would like to ask you. Okay. What work or things do you do that helps you flourish um, as a person, that helps you flourish mm. in the work that you do in life? Mm. I think a lot of what I do is self-reflection. I have a counsellor, um, a therapist that I speak with once a week, and we often dive into my my personal thoughts, my personal way of thinking and the way I look at the world. And then I, I'm able to take that practice on with me every day. And mm-hmm. I think having that time to myself and having the time to reflect on situations that I maybe could have handled better um, and being able to acknowledge that and realise that maybe that wasn't the best way to do it. Yeah. And I can then take that practice into future um, conversations or relationships that I have with people. So I think that's probably one of my big things and and then being able to connect that with physical activity because um, I think they're so integrated. And, yeah, I think that's that's what I do to make myself. No, that's beautiful. And that is a lot mm. of beautiful things that you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I am going to save that and hopefully <laughs> interpret that into the way that I do things as well. Because I'm the same, you know, I feel like a lot of people as well will go away from a situation and they'll reflect on it. Um, and reflecting is an important part of growing mm-hmm. uh, and learning. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, Dee, for okay. coming on to Thanks our Wandering Woman show. You are most welcome. Uh, so we... We'll be finishing up here today, team. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.